Welcome to the Wannabe Gaming Podcast, episode number nine. It's Tuesday, March 12, 2019. I'm Brett Jackson, and joining me as always is Michael Dewey. What's up? I'm having, What's a, up? I'm having a good day. I'm having a good day. I'm just I'm glad to be here talking. I've been looking forward to this podcast for a long time. <laughs> since Tuesday. Yeah, since Tuesday, exactly. Um, I want to remind everybody two things. One, if you want to engage with us on social media, we are on Twitter at WBG cast on Twitter. If you want to talk to me specifically, Michael Dewey, I am at Michael Dewey 99 and Brett is, I am Brett Jackson, but Brett is not very active on Twitter. He doesn't even follow our, our own Twitter. So don't, don't try to, don't try to follow. I'll get on that. I'm sure if somebody tweeted me, somebody would let me know and then I would have to, I'll respond. Yeah. You you have to respond. What's funny is you'll probably get more followers than I will. That's just how it will work. (laughs) Um, the the second thing I want to let everybody know about is uh, subscribe su- subscribing. There we go. I can speak today. If you enjoy what you're listening to and you want to get every episode, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. We are on pretty much everywhere that I can think of, except for like iHeartRadio. We're not on that. Um, so we're on iTunes. We're on uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and a bunch of those other random ones that you uh, that pretty much just screen it off of like iTunes and stuff. So, so yeah, give us a five-star rating. If you enjoy it, subscribe and follow us on Twitter. Um, so I have to find my question of the day for you, Brad. Um, yeah. So the question is, would you rather be able to see 10 minutes into the future, uh, for yourself or, uh, be able to see 10 minutes in the future for everyone else except you? Hmm, that's interesting. I'm trying to think of the benefits of myself seeing the future for myself. I feel like there should be more benefits than I'm thinking of. And the thing is, is like ten minutes isn't that long. Yeah, you know? I mean, you could avoid a like getting killed if that <laughs> I, were to come up in life at all. I guess that's true. You could quickly dodge a bullet or something if you knew, or a car crash if all of a sudden. Yeah, 10 minutes, you just stop the car and wait for a little while. Well, I guess the question, too, is like... Let somebody up, somebody else take it. Do you have to, like, constantly engage this looking forward kind of thing? Or do you always just live in a 10-minute in advance future, and whenever you want to backtrack, you can backtrack 10 minutes then? Does that make sense? I, yeah, shoot, yeah. If it was yourself, I feel like it would be really hard not to constantly look at it. Yeah, but but like on my day to day, it's like knowing ten minutes ahead. Like I would, and then like at work, I'd be like ten minutes from now, I did nothing, and then that would just make me depressed. And then I'd actually do nothing, right? And then it would be ten minutes forward, and I'd do do nothing. (laughs) I think I'd rather I'd rather have it for other people because I feel like at least in my day to day, especially at home, I'm not interacting with people, so I wouldn't be like, you know, I'd just be doing my regular thing. It's okay. You'd look, it would, you'd, wouldn't interrupt me. You would be like, what's Mike doing in 10 minutes from now at work? And it would be nothing. <laughs> would it be like a, like a vision in my mind for other people? Is that, or that's a really like, good how question. Does it come to me. That's a very good question. I actually, I'm not, I don't know. Um, I would, Hmm. Cause it's like, if you have to like look yourself, like look 10 minutes in the future, you'd be like watching the whole 10 minutes in the future kind of thing. You know, I, okay, I'm going to change it. How about instead of 10 minutes, let's make it a little bit more um, interesting. Say you can, um, you get like a quick synopsis of your 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 day tomorrow, uh, but you get 24 hours. So it's like 24 hours in the future for yourself or other people. I think that's better because then you can actually, there's a lot more ramifications in, in that question, you know? I still think I would have to choose other people. I feel like if it was myself, I would if you knew what was going to happen in a day and it was not as good as you'd just be either like not looking forward to it or looking forward to it and ignoring the current day. Yeah. (laughs) At least with other people, you could like, you could create a small business out of that. (laughs) Okay. Um, I could see that. But, but I feel like it would just hinder my personal progress if I knew my own future. (laughs) Yeah. I could, I could see that. I could see that. I don't know. The part of me wishes I, I could see my own future um, because part of me is wondering, if it, especially if it's a day in advance, if I would actually, um, if it would hinder me or if it might motivate me more 
to where I see like, hey, if I don't do something about something tomorrow, it's gonna really suck. And so I'm going to, I'm going to actually do something. Yeah. So then my 24 hours change, I could see it. Okay. Yeah. I'd be worried that it, that I would do the, the opposite. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyways, we are, we're actually a video game, a video game podcast. So we don't always talk about random things like this, but I always like to come up with a fun random question. But we kind of do. Yeah. We kind of go off on little tangents every once in a while, but we've got a fun episode for you guys today. Uh, We're going to talk a little about Halo, about xCloud, Apex bans uh, for PC cheaters, some Anthem issues, EA Play, Rape Day. Yes, we're going to talk about that if you haven't heard yikes. about it. Yeah, yikes. Uh, Devil May Cry and then a little bit of Division. So it's it's a little bit longer. Um, some of these topics might be a little shorter, but uh, let's go ahead and just jump into it. The, the one that I actually find the most interesting out of all of these topics is Halo is coming to PC. And if I played PC games, I would be all over that. Yeah, so I guess Halo, it's the Master Chief collection that has a lot of news, actually. So for starters, um, Halo Reach is coming to the Master Chief collection. I don't know if they dated that. It's just coming soon or it will be coming. I think they've teased that like a while ago, but I still don't think it's in there. So that'll be nice to have Reach in there. I don't know if I've ever played Reach. I've played everything else but reach was like the not a spin-off but it was just like another uh, another game not in the main line but i think it was from a different perspective like a different character uh not master chief mm-hmm. um but i know a lot of people like that game so it'll it'll be cool to have that in the collection yeah i um i think it's great yeah. and i've played through the master chief collection uh on xbox one not have not having played all the halos and like the remasters that they did to the campaigns and i mean all the multiplayers in there so and i mean it it did start off rough multiplayer like it didn't work for a while they had to do a lot of work on it but i think i think now it's like it's a really good package of if you like halo um you can play pretty much any of it and it's all it's all up to date uh but yeah so Reach is coming to Master Chief Collection, and the Master Chief Collection is coming to PC, did, uh, which will be cool. Did it have a date on there? I was trying to look for real quick to see if there was a date. Um, uh, I don't. I don't think so. This was just in the. I think there's just a lot of news coming out of like the. Oh, I forget what it's called now, but the Xbox like their show that they do every once in a while. Oh, okay. Um, with like, and they. This is why some of the other Xbox news. They show videos and they like bring on developers and guests and stuff and they preview things okay yeah i don't think there's a date but it's coming to pc and it's also coming to steam which i feel like i didn't that seems weird but that seems good for a lot of people because i know that the windows store is still uh really janky so it's nice that they're uh giving it to steam as well and it's Uh, only gonna be 30 bucks too yeah which i think that makes sense at this point it's so old on xbox one even that it would kind of feel, I don't, I don't know. It wouldn't feel great if it was sixty dollars fresh on PC, uh, even though it's a new release over there technically. But I think this will be cool. A lot of people probably over there would love to try Halo. It's. I wonder if they'll bring Halo Five to PC as well eventually, because this will be everything but Halo Five. Hmm. Um. And then and then Infinite as well. I wonder if that's if they're planning on going to pc i would imagine that they are yeah i would think so too with the new one yeah yeah but yeah that's cool i i like the i like everything being on both platforms that's great yeah so if you're if you're into halo and you have a different opinion let us know on twitter uh what you think about that the next thing we're going to talk about though is the x cloud trials for this year are there going to be some trials want to talk a little bit maybe you want to explain what x cloud is again it's basically just a video that they aired, I think probably during that like live streamer, the show that they do. I would, I just watched the short video clip and it was like, I forget her name, but the, like the Australian or the British lady that does their PR stuff, she was interviewing uh, one of the guys from Xbox and he was talking about xCloud and kind of what what they were looking at as kind of how, how that's going to work a little bit. Yeah. And they during that video, they actually like, a guy came out from the side and it was all like really staged. So it's like there, it wasn't like live on set or whatever, but he came out from the side and handed her 
a phone with an Xbox controller like mounted to it. Oh, interesting. And it was playing Forza Horizon 4 like in the middle of a in the middle of just driving around. So she just handed it to her and then it was filming it like up close and she was just driving. Um and so yeah, he's like just basically saying like it works like we have a working prototype right now of like streaming this to any device um and then obviously the the new versions of the xbox controllers have bluetooth so like they pretty much work on anything okay Um, i gotta admit that would be pretty sick if i could play um on my phone apex legends or something like that on you know my (laughs) the controller (laughs) yeah i was like Um, that actually might be pretty cool as opposed to you know yeah, I don't know. I actually kind of like that idea. I think it'd be kind of fun. I think I I would be into it for some kind of games. I don't know if it would work for everything. I think that's the biggest question that I have in my mind is like, what what is it going to be like in terms of how they pitch it and what games do they pitch it for? Is it an everything? Like, because he even said like about how it was going to work in that video of like, yeah, there's there's not going to be any additional work required on the developer's part it's not like they're gonna have to go to each game and be like can we work with you to make this cloud compatible or something it's just they're designing it i think it sounds like more of a service that just exists on the xbox ecosystem so it's like any game will work but when you say that then it's like okay like what about any competitive game like is there gonna be what's the level of latency that's like you're targeting right now i don't know but every other streaming service so far that we've seen or test has had a little bit of latency, uh, which is, which is for the most part fine with certain types of games, but with competitive stuff, it's just not acceptable. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not sure. It'll be interesting to see, but yeah, he did mention like they're shooting to have public trial. He said public trials later this year. So hopefully I, I hope they just do something like Google did with their project stream, which is just like, you know, sign up for this free thing and we'll do like one one game or maybe a few games since Microsoft has all their own first party stuff that they could put on there. Yeah. And just like just do a couple weekends of like just jump in here and try it on whatever device you have. Uh, I don't know, though, if they'll be like targeting like through a browser. Like, I mean, they, they have Edge that they could use or I don't know, like if they'll do it through. They have the Game Pass app, but that's probably not even close to being something that they would use that for. I have no idea. But it, it'll be interesting to see, like, because Google had Chrome, so they're just like, just open Chrome, and we've already set up all the stuff on the back end to, to stream it. So I wonder where they'll have you be able to test and how that works. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm excited, though, to see. I know I was talking to Brian about it earlier today, and, and he was just, like, really pessimistic about it. I think especially because <laughs> he plays, he pretty much only plays competitive games. Yeah. And it's, like, I Could you imagine I Rocket League on him. that, like, though? I don't, it, that's one he mentioned specifically. He said Rocket League, and it's, like, yeah, it's not going to work. I've played Rocket League on my laptop streaming from my Xbox One on my local network, and even that is, like, even a tiny bit of latency is just it's ruins the experience Hmm. um i'm okay putting up with low resolution uh if it means i get a play like in a place that i would normally not get to play but will everything be somewhat compressed i mean maybe i'm just speaking out my butt here with in terms of technical stuff but (laughs) i mean if if everybody is typically going to be streaming on a screen that's the size of your phone it's your 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 stream size is going to be significantly less which means your connectivity should be higher and you shouldn't have to worry about the latency as much unless because it seems like you have latency with that situation because the game is going you know if your xbox is wi-fi it's being wi-fi streamed from the internet to your xbox wi-fi streamed to from the xbox to your computer and then you're sending a message to your computer to your xbox back through the wi-fi so like there's three or four different you know gaps already yeah that could cause latencies but if it's all just go straight from the internet to your phone, I would imagine the latency would be about the same as if it was from your internet to your Xbox. Yeah, I think, well, and yeah, I could see, I don't know like what type of connection speeds they'll be targeting like to test on. I'm sure they'll be wanting to test everything, but like what 
what's the benchmark for what they have to say? Like you should probably have this much speed <laughs> available for a good experience yeah. or how many options do they have for like down resing the, the quality of the visuals. If you have a bad internet connection, like how seamlessly does that work? Uh, cause when I, I tested Assassin's Creed on Google stream, their project thing and and it didn't look that great. <laughs> like it was kind of <laughs> down resed and that was on my, like, on my main monitor, like a 27 inch monitor. So it's like, it was a, it, it had a lot of space to see that it didn't look that great, but it it played okay. It had a little latency, but that it was fine in that game because that game controls a little bit like kind of floaty anyway. Uh, so you didn't notice it as much, but I don't know. I'm excited to see, uh, this technology kind of start to come out from behind the curtain because it's weird because Google's already done it a little bit, but Microsoft feels like, it feels like they have the biggest opportunity to seize if they have the technology to back it up. It's just yeah. that I don't know if they will or not. But if they do, they already have the ecosystem and all the games. And I could see that being a compelling reason to like, sign up to whatever service they package this into. Yeah. Hmm. That that is very very interesting. We'll kind of keep an eye on it as it gets a little closer, and let you know if there's if we get any chance to try it out. I, I'll yeah. try it out if it, there's an option for me. So yeah, I think we'll know more later this year as they continue. I mean, at E3 too. If we don't know anything by then, I'm sure they'll say something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll be fun. So coming up here, we got Apex bans lots of PC cheaters, which. I'll be honest, I'm a huge anti-cheater person. I get so frustrated with people who cheat because my skill level is already low enough. I don't need somebody cheating to beat me. So it's like, <laughs> you know, I need, you know, I hate it when I see all these videos about different cheaters. So I'm, I'm a huge supporter when they finally find cheaters and are able to ban them. Um, what are your thoughts on this? No, yeah, I'm all for it. What, whatever they need to do to make it at least, I don't know like how much of an issue I know with every shooter it seems like pc is a just a giant test bed for hacks and yeah. everybody to download those programs so i don't know it's got to be really difficult for developers like that to get on top of it and get everybody out but i think in this article it said they already banned 355,000 cheaters on pc Dang, what is uh, wrong with people? This is from IGN. Like, seriously. Yeah, I know there's a ton of people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, okay, stepping aside from the topic here, just society as a whole's got a problem. If you can't, like, just go play a game to play a game and enjoy it, and you don't need the, the performance-enhancing drugs, shall we say, of cheating, like, what what is wrong with you? I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It there's got to be like something mentally would... off with them. It, I... I'm trying to imagine like just, you know, doing an aimbot or something like that. I bet it would feel pretty good for a couple matches maybe. But I get like bored. just to crush everybody. But yeah, it seems like it would get bored so quickly. So I don't I don't know what the point is if you are you know not really having to try. I don't I don't know. I don't get it. I get uh, well, here's the thing. Here's the one area that I could see why people potentially will do it is if you are cheating and streaming and it makes yourself look better then then you actually are you can get more followers in which you can monetize it and so it's kind of like a hey i'm trying to monetize my skills and have more people follow me and people won't really follow me if i suck um but still like that's just i could see that but it wouldn't in that scenario though wouldn't it be like super easy for somebody to spot it and call them out and then like they'll probably they're probably one of those banned people anyway because they get their streams online. <laughs> yeah. Hope, I mean, hopefully. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like, I was thinking about that Battlefield Five guy who started f- streaming uh, or following the... Uh, observing that one guy who was cheating on Battlefield Five on PC or on oh, console. Yeah. And, um, like, yeah, I think you can probably see if you know what you're looking for. But the truth is that the average person probably doesn't notice... That's a true. cheater just who think has he's like, like wall hacks. A crazy Twitch gamer. Yeah. <laughs> who like is just really good at shooters. Exactly. And if you have like wall hacks on so you can know where people are behind walls and stuff, but the stream service doesn't see that part, then like I can see how, you know, the person who's watching is just like, man, this guy just always knows. It's so crazy. He's really good. He's amazing. Because there are people who are that good. I mean, but yeah. 
uh, I don't know that seeing that number just shocks me. I honestly didn't think there was that many cheaters out there. Yeah, it was a big number, and especially because the game. I don't know how like cheating mods work or anything, but it's like it's only been out for a few weeks, and there's already a ton of people. Uh, it said in this article they they went into like kind of what they were doing because uh, they were interviewing them about their plans and stuff for it. They said they're scaling up their anti-cheat team uh, for one, but Good. they're also. I believe going to add a report feature on PC, which is not in there as of yet. So that, yeah, they should get that in there um, just so people can complain. <laughs> and I, I always wonder how useful that is. Like right? when me and Brian play Rocket League, uh, we get really heated <laughs> um, <laughs> because we always play threes uh, competitively because it just the flow of threes is way better than twos. Uh, it's less stressful, but we always end up getting mad at the ally that we have the random ally that we have in our team if he's not very good so like sometimes we'll just report them like if or if they you know a lot of people will get frustrated and like stop trying and it's kind of easy at that level to see like oh they're kind of trolling us now because they're mad that you know i made a mistake or something like that so we'll report people all the time just because we're we get we get mad or it's mainly me i get really frustrated and then i'll report somebody but it's like I'm probably the problem because I'm probably like tainting their data. But if I'm doing it, like I would imagine there's thousands of other people that just report people like when they're frustrated. So I, I don't know. It's they, maybe they have tons more metrics that I can't even think about that allows them to distinguish like cheaters or like AFK people or that kind of thing. But I don't know. Yeah. I've always wondered that with, when there's an option for people to complain, people will complain. And for yeah. nothing like there will be no reason to complain like you kind of are saying you get frustrated with somebody you just just so angry you don't want to see them again in, in another match so you try to you complain in hopes to get them I don't know banned from that 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 area but yeah they I honestly don't think there's a lot of good that comes out of having an option to report except for making people feel like they are being heard and that in itself I guess has value but yeah, um, and I mean, maybe there's like kind of edge case stuff. Like, you know, if you have so much data from so many people, like obviously there's going to be like players that, oh, this player got reported by 2,000 other players. Like maybe he has a problem. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I could see it that being the case, but I feel like the majority of people like clicking report is probably not doing as much as they think it's doing. Yeah. Um, but I'd like to believe it would be so cool to see uh, stats like to go to a, video game dev for a competitive game like that and just see what kind of stats they track and like what it looks like on the back end of the system mm, that um, would be a lot of fun i've always wondered like what it looks like in a game like rocket league or or a shooter but anyways so hopefully i i hope it doesn't get too bad um but it sounds like at least they're getting trying to get out in the front of it for apex on pc i know pc is like usually the worst so yeah um lucky for us hopefully. we're still on console so Yay. yeah yeah yeah, easy, easy stuff. Yeah, no cheaters. Um, it's also a little bit harder to tame. Yes, it um, is. And uh, other Apex news, not really, but the battle pass is supposed to be coming soon. I know that a lot of people thought it was going to drop today, uh, and they, I think the leaks, a lot of the leaks said like, oh, it's going to go today, but they came out and said on Reddit today that, um, nope, not yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't trust all the leaks you see because we, we're changing stuff all the time. Uh, they did say soon, though. So I would imagine it's not going to be too long here for the battle pass and maybe like a new character or something. Yeah. Um, I'm, so it'll be I, cool. I'm super stoked about all the leaks that come out from there. I mean, one of my, one of my evil, uh, not evil, I guess, just things that I love and are bad that I like them probably is I love leaks, I love rumors, I love all those type of things. So, you know, a different side of me is football right now. There's a lot of rumors going on with free agency, and so, like, I'm all about that and everything. So with this Apex Legends, when I saw that, hey, it's coming out potentially today, and Octane is potentially going to be released with it, I was just like, what? This is amazing! <laughs> Let's go! And then I asked, <laughs> asked Brez, hey, can you check on that? Because I was at work still. And he's like, yeah, no, nope, that's that's not real. And I was like, Aah. so, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, I I was thinking about this earlier today because I was like, oh, cool, a battle pass. But I don't, 
I don't know if I'm going to get it probably. Actually, I probably won't because I don't, I don't see the point. <laughs> um, I don't I'm know. More, I'm more interested in the extra character. That's what I would, I yeah, was excited and, about. And all that stuff, like the core experience stuff should be available like outside of that, um, I would imagine, uh, if you just save up enough currency and stuff. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, the extra character will be cool. But the it's weird because all these games have battle passes now, and I don't see, like, are these companies expecting you to buy the battle pass for, like, all these different games? Or so, it, so let's, it's just becoming crowded. Let's explain what a battle pass is for somebody in case they're, you know, listening and they don't know what that means. Oh, yeah. So a battle pass, I believe the term battle pass was coined by Fortnite, probably. I think that was the first game that had at least... A, the most popular game that like first had a battle pass system which is basically uh i guess you could compare it to a season pass which is a system that has existed for a long time but it's more because all these games are competitive and they're all kind of uh d- kind of have the content flow of season to season of like you know here's our competitive rankings in this season which is like you know a, f- a, a few months um, and then you can like try and earn everything that they have and you can try to like get up your ranking and see how high you can get in that season. And then at the end of the season, they'll reset. So what they started doing with the battle passes is just saying like at the start of the season, we're going to come out with basically a huge amount of like cosmetics and content things that you can unlock and maybe like some mini quests and stuff, depending on what type of game it is. And we're going to charge you $10 for that. Uh, and then if you, you know, pay up front and get the battle pass, you get like an extra tier. A lot of games will have like a free tier of the battle pass that you can get. So you can get a few things and then they'll have a premium tier, which if you paid for the battle pass up front, you can unlock all these additional items that are exclusive to the pass uh, throughout that season. And then basically when the season's over, uh, you can't unlock them anymore. So if there's like, I don't know how Fortnite does it exactly, but in Rocket League, which is a battle pass that me and Brian have both gotten multiple times because we play it all the time. Uh, the battle pass has like, you know, 70 levels maybe of like, oh, you level up by um, like you would normally, but then you level up your battle pass as well if you have it you unlock some whatever item is on that stage and then you can look at the graph of like here's all the items for all the levels here's what you'll be getting uh, and then once you get to level 70 in rocket league it just keeps infinitely going but it's just random like less less unique items but you're still getting at least stuff if you keep going and sometimes they'll give you keys like to buy crates or to to pay for the next battle pass if you want to that kind of thing but yeah, so every game has them now. Um, at least all these games as a service and competitive games seem to um, have them. And Apex is going to have one as well. I feel like I like it for Rocket League, actually, because it's basically like if you're into a game a ton and that's competitive and we never spend any money in Rocket League because I don't like buying crates that are randomized. Uh, it just doesn't feel great because I want to buy something and know this is what I'm going to get. But when it, when they came out with the battle pass, it was like, oh, cool, we're going to play this anyway. And this actually makes it more enjoyable for me because there's this whole huge tier of content um, of unlocks that you wouldn't get if you were just playing regularly. And I like being able to unlock a ton of cosmetics and you can see everything that you're going to get before you pay for the pass. So I don't know, 10 bucks for a season there. I feel like it's not too bad, but I couldn't see buying a battle pass for a ton of different games all together because I just don't have time to play them <laughs> that much. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It is cool for the people that like Apex, but so what I'm kind of hearing is it's very it's it's similar um, to like a lot of the other ones that have them out there. You can get items and stuff, but it's not quite like Overwatch. Overwatch has their seasons and competitive season play where you rank up that way, but you don't have to pay to be able to participate in that the ranked seasons shall we say this is completely unique to skins cosmetics typically um, and all that kind of stuff you're going to pay to be able to achieve those type things and a a lot of times it'll kind of share the same timeline as the the existing like competitive seasons Uh, so it'll reset at the same time or the timeline that you can earn it will be the same time it's just like an additional cosmetic reward tier for the players that want it gotcha Um, and uh, yeah it's fun for people that really are into some of those games so i just i think as time goes on it's going to be weird seeing more and more games adopt this model Uh, i mean it's kind of like the 
the games as a service genre in uh, as a whole like every game that comes out anymore is designing their game even single player games even assassin's creed uh type games are coming out and saying here are the reasons why you need to keep playing your game all year long here's our content roadmap here's what we're doing for the next two years and, and i just don't know how people ha- are going to have the time to keep up with everything yeah uh, so i feel at some point it's probably going to implode and then i don't know if that means like maybe people back off or mm. maybe it's just the audiences get smaller because they kind of go to their the games that they like and the games that they have time for but i i understand the argument from the the devs and the creators of like you know we're making these huge budget games and to just have a single player one off experience like it's it's not going to make us enough money <laughs> Uh, yeah. Like we have to monetize it for like at least a year or two to be able to recoup some of the cost. But then you have games like God of War and the stuff that Sony puts out, which is, you know, top quality, but it doesn't really follow the same like games as a service model. And those seem to do fine. <laughs> but yeah. I don't I don't know if it's just like I think it's just a genre giant weird thing. That's 2019 thing, 2018 thing that will just work itself out somehow. I just don't know how that's going to be. But anyway, be done. <laughs> yeah. I just don't know where, like if it, if that means we'll get more of it or if it will explode and we'll get less of it. Uh, I just don't know where we'll yeah. end up. Speaking of loot and getting things awesome in a game, the one that we like to talk about and kind of dig on a little bit, mainly cause it's sucks and it's EA and, we're kind of bitter because we love the game. We wanted the game to succeed um, is Anthem. And we don't like to talk about it too much. So we'll kind of keep this one short and sweet, I guess. But Anthem's having issues with loot. Yeah. What a story. Um, <laughs> what a story. I, and that's I, it. I almost didn't put it on here because it's not really that much of a story. It's just like, I guess there was some players. Well, a lot of players are just frustrated because they figured out what we kind of figured out. Um, before we didn't buy it yeah but there's like there's not a lot of loot in the game and the only loot that's at all interesting is the stuff at the very end like the masterworks and the legendaries and even some of that is broken and uh the big problem i guess this last week was that they had some bugs that i i think a bug that like caused a bunch of loot like masterworks and legendaries to drop at a crazy rate so you would just get like way more than they i think wanted you to yeah and everybody loved it because they were like wow this makes it so fun because we're getting so much stuff and then bioware patched it and then everybody got really mad because they're like take it back it's not fun anymore <laughs> and then there was some guy on twitter that was like okay it's time to boycott like nobody play this week um, and did and, it work? And that'll tell them like to change it back. And I, I doubt it worked. I doubt anybody even cared. But that was the news story that was making its way around is that like Reddit on a boycott. <laughs> it's probably just like 20 people that like think they're changing the game. Um, who knows? But yeah, it's I don't know. They released a statement like after all this madness, just saying like, you know, we're going to be changing things over the coming months and kind of keep changing our system. I, I think it goes to show that like, man, it's, there's a lot more work than just like making tweaks to Anthem that needs to be done to make that game, uh, a good comparable looter. Yeah. Not saying that they can't get there. It's just, it's just kind of a mess, I think. So I, I don't imagine we'll talk about it every week, especially once some of these other games start to come out, but It'll be something I'll watch probably because I do like a lot about it. It's just that it's not something I want to put a lot of time into yet. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so some other news with EA. Um, EA Play 2019. They are not going to have a press conference this time. Why is that? Um, I don't know if they really said. Let me Let me check out the article to be sure. But do you watch the e3 press conferences ever or have you ever watched them i've watched a few in the past it's been a while um especially within the last year the last year i haven't had time to stop and watch them i'll usually watch like the highlights and stuff afterwards on youtube Mm -hmm. um but no i have not actually i don't watch them live typically yeah so ea well i don't know when they split off but it's been at least a few years that ea kind of said we're not going to 
be a part of E3, but we're still going to be a part of E3 because we're going to do it right around the same time. It's just going to be our own show instead of like attached to E3 as part of their schedule. So, which is so dumb if you think about it. Unless <laughs> yeah. E3 was like charging him exorbitant, exorbitant amount of money, and they just said, "Screw it, we're not going to do that anymore because we don't want to pay this." Yeah, it's, it's kind it's, of a dick move if you think about it. They're like, "Hey, we're not going to be part of you, but hey, by the way, we're going to be at the exact same location, exact same time frame, just like right down the street." And, well, and I'm not sure. Yeah, I can't remember like where they've done it in the past. If it if it is at the exact same location or if it if it is right down the street, I feel like it might be. Um, and it's, I'm not sure though. I, I couldn't, I can't say that for sure. Like what location they do it in, but I know it's, it's always the same date or like the, you know, the Sunday before sometimes or that kind of thing. Uh, Nintendo also has like kind of pulled off, but theirs is a little bit more like their own thing because they don't even have like, they're, they're not on a stage like in that area in LA. They're just doing like a live stream from wherever they do it, like a Nintendo direct and then mm. they have their booth and stuff, but that's about it. So, but EA's definitely doesn't feel any different. It just has always felt like, oh, it's just a press conference and their stuff. They're just doing it on their own stage, uh, wherever that is. But I guess this year they have said uh, they're not going to have a conference. So that's the they're still going to be there, and EA Play is still going to happen. They're still like uh, getting tickets out there so people can come. But uh, the statement said this is on IGN that they're going to, to, they will skip the conference this year, instead replacing it with multiple live streams that will air during the first two days of the event. So it sounds to me like they're kind of just doing, they're just skipping the press conference and they're doing some, they've had streams before and kind of streams where they'll have like, you know, maybe someone hosting it on live and then they'll just jump around from like different gameplay people to like PR people or whatever, but it's not them like having people walk out on stage uh, in a like a huge room full of people and like doing like having different talks from executives or trying to like show trailers in a really fancy way that kind of thing yeah um, which is sad I like the press conferences but I know that a lot of people probably think it's time for that kind of thing to be over like because it doesn't make sense anymore but I don't know it's still really fun <laughs> I've always liked watching them yeah yeah, I mean, they're kind of fun. They usually will drop some really exciting things and stuff. My only issue is sometimes how slow they can be, you know, yeah, just waiting. There's definitely, waiting. Be, there's definitely been terrible conferences and good conferences, like, throughout the years. I Last year, I feel like Microsoft had a really good conference last year, and Sony's last year was really awkward, but, I mean, <laughs> it was interesting to watch, but <laughs> I can't yeah. imagine it was that fun for the people who had to, like, walk from location to location, like, in the middle of all the uh, videos. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. I like watching them at home. <laughs> but I was like, you know what we should do is we should... We should live We stream. should treat this like the Oscars, yeah. where we both dress up and then we, like, live stream us live stream sitting on the couch. to the conferences. Yeah, or to but we're like all dressed up the fancy. The few conferences that are actually still going to happen. Yeah, I would totally do that if we can figure <laughs> out how to live stream. And the rule is, is our um, our outfits have to be like business tuxy on the top and then boxers on the bottom pretty much or shorts where it's like we're casual but fancy. Yeah, I'm all for it. <laughs> we should plan that. Um, well, oh, that's awesome. I don't. Nobody else has made a statement except for Microsoft who has said like, yeah, we're still going to be there <laughs> um, and we're going to be there. Like our conference is going to be huge. <laughs> I think, yeah. I think they're kind of going all in, uh, especially like stepping up from last year, which was already like a good conference for how little content they had available <laughs> at the time. And yeah. this year they have hardware news to probably uh, release like at E3, at least like teasing new consoles. So it, it will be a fun Microsoft show. Sony is not going to be there at all. So it's like, that's that's just going to feel weird. Like it's going to be a weird news cycle. And I, I wonder if Sony does anything at the same time to try and like, you know, get their piece of that time. Or if they yeah. literally just say, nope, we're going to wait till PSX or whatever they have later in the year. Because uh, they don't they don't really need to compete with Microsoft. Uh, yeah. At least not at the level that they have had to in the past because they have a way bigger audience of people with PS4s and they have their own conference. It's just not at round E3. So 
and if they don't have new games to show off like what's the point so i, I get why they're not going to be there but it just seems like it's going to be weird just microsoft and what bethesda if they have a conference like they usually do and ubisoft that's like yeah i'm trying to think of who else that those are the big ones i can think of i'm sure i'm missing something i know like square enix sometimes has one and but ea is the other big one so now that ea and sony are out it's going to be a lighter a lighter show hmm. yeah it'll be very interesting to see kind of what happens and stuff from that um so real quick before we move on to our next topic i wanted to do my highlights uh, for my three YouTubers oh, yeah. um, and, and talk about some really cool things that I found. The first one is actually my favorite one um, because I love Easter eggs and I love like hidden things in games. That's one of my favorite things to do. Like with Battlefield 5, you can, uh, in actual games, you can open up things and you're moving around and um, yeah, you could op- get a shark to come out of a puddle and stuff. Um, but this first one is actually from Titanfall blog. Um, it's actually an official uh, Twitter and everything, and it's usually for Titanfall. Uh, but their name is Apex Legends Legends News. There we go. And they vote, posted this video of this guy. Um, it's via Reddit IMA Blackout. So, again, giving credit to everybody. <laughs> um, what you do is if you are on the um, the tutorial map where you can like try out all the guns and you have to go run through all that whole tutorial piece. I don't know if you've messed around on that level very much, but I have because I've gone in there and I've tried practicing how to shoot and stuff and because I suck. I potato shoot as those who know that term. I don't I don't aim well. Um, So you can climb to the very, 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 very top of one of the structures. And at the very top of one of the structures, there is a um, like target that you can knock down. And I remember finding this target beforehand. And I remember going all over the map to be like, where can I hit this target from far away? Like, what's the point of having this target? Because it's really dumb to climb to the very top and just shoot at a target that close. Um, But it turns out you knock it down, you climb out on top of it, and it will launch you across the map and you land on the um, dinosaur uh, skeleton that's across the top, and you can jump a few different ways, and then you get to a little one of those mini Loch Ness monsters. And it's super duper cool. It's just like a little toy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, have you seen the vi- I think I've saw- sent you the video before. There is actually, and maybe one of these other times I'll talk about it if we didn't do it before. I don't think we had. Uh, but there's a, you can actually have these little Loch Ness Monster toys that pop up on the actual Apex game. And if you kill them in a certain order, there will be a ma- massive uh, Loch Ness Monster that comes out of the, the water in the game. Oh, I didn't know that. You- oh, you haven't seen yeah, that? Yeah, I haven't okay. seen that. I'll- I'll have to find that video and uh, we'll post that on Twitter as well. Uh, but yeah, this was a really great find. Um, again, it's uh, on Titanfall blog is the actual um, the the Twitter handle, but they do Apex Legends um, type stuff. The other ones is there is somebody called Makulata M A C U L A T A H. They're on Twitter and they do a lot of um, Overwatch. So they're a newer person who just posts a lot of videos on Overwatch. And I've seen their stuff show up quite a bit on my my feed. But I'm a big D.Va fan. I play D.Va a lot when I play Overwatch. Uh, My two mains are probably Overwatch and Farah. And I always just love a good bomb. And this guy had a pretty decent four kill. Um, And so just thought I'd give him a little bit of love and send him out. Um, like I said, he's new to this as well. He only has 26 followers, so he has more followers than we do. So, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully he can send us some of his followers, but yeah, it's a really cool, awesome quad kill, uh, for D.Va if you play Overwatch and reminder, I will be posting all of these on our WBG cast Twitter. So if you're listening to this and you want to see all the videos that we're talking about, you can go there and see, see them. Um, the next one is actually, uh, I, for twofold, a it's an epic shot. Um, it's for Battlefield Five, and I haven't played Battlefield Five in a while. And I saw this clip, and I thought, oh man, I miss Battlefield Five. And the most important thing is, I love their their gamer tag. 
it's uh, or their their Twitter handle. It's Fat Gamers Two, and it's these two <laughs> two fat guys. I guess um, they don't really have pictures of who that how fat they are, but uh, yeah, it's called Fat Gamers Two, the number two, and they are. Um, on one of the, it's on the ice map where you can have a lot of issues with um, planes and stuff. And he ends up shooting down a plane with a rocket. And those are just always fun. And hearing his reaction, oh, by the way, it is not suitable for work. So that's why we won't definitely be playing it loudly over the speakers because there's a lot of swearing in it. Uh, because he's super excited that he knocked down a plane with a bazooka. That's a crazy um, shot. I feel like every time I play Battlefield, that's that's what I'm trying to do and it still hasn't happened for me yet. Right. Well, the thing that I've noticed with them all is they kind of like pan with the plane for a second and then at the last minute they twitch, they twitch over to the right. Yeah. And that seems to be what gets it. Um, but yeah, check them out. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, give them a follow if you like the games that they play. Uh, Fat Gamers, they typically play Battlefield 4 uh, or Battlefield 5, excuse me. Um, they also play Apex Legends as well. So um yeah it seems like they play similar games as us so maybe we can do some sort of co- uh, collaboration if they ever do a podcast so yeah um the next thing in the news that we want to talk about is a game that the game itself <laughs> sucks um is stupid uh it's a stupid idea and this again also tells you how terrible the world that we live in but rape day is a game that came out on steam and vault and um, it has since been taken down, so it's no longer available, but it was a game that did come out. You want to talk a little bit about, um, yeah, just talk a little bit about it, Brett, and we'll kind of go from, from there on the <laughs> stupid, stupid game. Yeah, sure. So, um, I, I mean, we don't need to talk about the game. It's just like some game that obviously it's about rape, raping people. Um, so no need to, t- to go into it any more than that. Um, but it got put out on Steam. I don't know. It must have been sometime this week, uh, but it got pulled, uh, not surprisingly. Um, but I guess everybody's just kind of up in arms about both, like, I mean, obviously the game and the content of the game, but uh, also Steam and kind of Valve and their policies over there of just like, what stance do they want to take like when it comes to curation and that kind of thing? Cause they used to curate, um, their service a bit. I'm not, they've always had problems. I feel like at least I don't use steam, uh, very actively, uh, anymore as we play most stuff on console, but, uh, it seems like <laughs> they've had issues with curation like forever. And there's always been people complaining about like them, you know, kind of picking and choosing what they want to do, uh, not just having a hard stance and sticking to it. Uh, and a few, I don't know if this was a few months ago or maybe, I don't know how far this back this went, but Steam, Valve came out and said like, hey, we're not going to curate a- at all. Anything is game. Anything can go on Steam as long as it's not uh, illegal or that kind of thing. Uh, it's fine. Like, we're not going to worry about it. Uh, but then something like this happens and they publish a game on their service about uh raping people and it's removed and i i don't know like i just don't think valve maybe still has the right approach to what they should do with their service obviously it's their service so they have the right to do whatever they want uh is their storefront so they can take down whatever they want to take down it's just kind of like i don't know it's not a good look to for one have that stuff be able to be published on your platform um but also it's not a good look for them kind of coming out finally and saying look we're taking a stance we're not going to curate and then still coming out for the the craziest stuff like this and i i think there's another instance of this that i read about like a game some game about isis in the past that they have pulled as well uh and i I think people are just kind of that's the discussion of the week is like people talking about valve and how they handle steam and I don't know. I don't. I don't so, know. What, what do you have to say on it? Because I, I kind of don't know. I have a little bit of an opinion, but that's about it. Yeah. So, so I think the first thing that we can agree on for sure on this the topic is that the idea of this kind of a game is stupid and should not be allowed for anything. Like yeah. we can, we can obviously agree with that. You know, um, 
the thing that is interesting from the article, they talk about how they consider it to potentially be an outrage bait game, where they're you know somebody made this game not for the intent of actually anybody actually buying it or playing it or doing it probably, but solely to make a point for the company in which they try to push the company to make a stance or push the company to change their policy. Um, and that's where I start to have issues is, you know, I, I believe in more of a free market, free world kind of thing where I don't like it when, you know, Twitter or Facebook or other companies feel like it's their right or responsibility to um, make some content less available to the masses because of the message that they are saying, even though the message may not be um, particularly um, great or necessarily bad. It's just, I don't think Twitter or platforms should have the right to be able to censor those kind of things. So with that, that comes into this kind of game where Steam has tried to take the approach, the opposite approach of what Twitter and Facebook have been doing, where Twitter and Facebook seem to be a little bit more strict and restrictive. Steam is taking the approach of like, no, anything will work. Anything will happen. Let's just leave it open. And then you have people who are going to be like, all right, well, if you're going to do that, we're going to show the, the fault in that and show why we can't have nice things, you know? Yeah, yeah, I could see that. So, so like... You know, I, I as long as they stick to to some like pretty obvious um, stances, like this game specifically, where it's very obvious, it's one hundred percent obvious. Nobody could take this game and be like, "Well, that wasn't the intent of the game." You're kind of misusing the game to to, to and misrepresenting it. No, like this was what the game was about, and it needed to come down. Yeah, well, and I but, feel like it's easy enough. Because they've had problems with this in the past with, before they had the no curation kind of stance of, like you said, they kind of would pick and choose what games they would want to fight the battle on, uh, which is not a good look. And it just it just creates a, this like kind of frustration with the company that like you feel like they're kind of picking and choosing based on maybe like somebody's personal values that like is just like work at work that day it's like that they need something more official than that that they can stand behind as a company uh yeah and i feel like it shouldn't be that hard to like be like hey we don't we don't publish games about raping people that can be bullet point number one Um, (laughs) right and then number one you can have a few more if you want like isis maybe put i mean it, it seems like there should be at least a few things that they could easily put on there as a nope. Uh, and I don't think anybody would care. I don't think anybody would get mad yeah. about it. I think that they should make a more blanket statement that says that they have the right to remove a game that is blatantly um, inappropriate. You know, I kind of leave it like that. I know it seems vague and that can sometimes be like, well, hey, you're you're that's leaving it up to them for interpretation and it's not real not real clear of what is right or wrong and that's when you have to really trust the company like ultimately everything that we're talking about comes down to trusting the company and trusting them and what they think is right is what you agree with as well because what i don't like is we live in a world right now and again i don't want to get make this too political or whatever but it 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 feels like things and the the goalposts of what is acceptable change almost daily to where that's why I feel like Steam has said, hey, we're just going to leave it as is. Whatever's on here is on here because they don't want an antique old game that was okay back in the 90s that had Nazis, shall we say, in it. And they said Nazis and had the German swastikas on in the game to be authentic Germans that all of a sudden somebody plays it and says that's offensive and so we need to remove that game you know yeah the, yeah i i if if steam and valve had the same like you see that in in devs and publishers these days with like you know activisions taking out like nazi stuff out of call of duty and uh y- you know even wolfenstein's probably the only game that actually like t- has displayed in recent memory like actual like swastikas all over the place <laughs> um but it's like that kind of thing kind of rubs me the wrong way in terms of like like what are you 
like what are you trying to like why are you trying to take this stuff out of your game if you're like trying to tell a historical or like alternate historical story like what what are you what are you fixing by like uh trying to censor it uh but yeah like you said if it really cannot be (laughs) valve and like these content curators slash uh sales like sales fronts uh that would be awful if they started to have that happen as well so it's it is nice to have sure i guess someone like valve who says like no we're not going to do that but i feel like they have gone too far in the other direction and they they don't get that like you just need like a little bit of human touch (laughs) uh it can't be solved by just like opening the doors and then looking the other way because obviously then you have stuff like this where then you have to scramble uh, some Monday morning when your your name's all over Twitter. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I don't feel like it would take... I don't know if they're going to learn their lesson based on this one event because they've, they've never done a great job with curation or their storefront systems in general uh, have never been that great. I feel like in terms of... They've gotten better, but they... I don't know. There's still issues, especially now that so much crap gets published on their platform uh, every single day. It, like how are you supposed to decide what gets surfaced and what's good? And I I don't know. It's just kind of a mess. Uh, Yeah. So my, my one other point to what you were saying before of like, uh, why do they need to alter those kind of things? If you're playing a historic game um, is it feels like, and again, I could be completely wrong, but it feels like they're, they're wanting to say, Hey, we don't want to make anybody be a Nazi. So we're going to remove all those things from it. So if you don't see the swastika, you're not going to become a Nazi kind of thing. But at the same time, you're playing a shooting game. So by that same logic, you shouldn't have a shooting game or else we're all going to become mass shooters. You know what I mean? No, yeah, I know. I think it's just the, it's just those specific, like either publishers or developers or whatever are just, either they actually are kind of more, along the lines of the people pushing that kind of, you know, censored agenda, or maybe they're just doing it in fear that they'll get, you know, backlash, backlash from those types of people. I could see it going either way. And I honestly understand it if it's more like afraid of the backlash. Like I wouldn't want my game to sink based on like everybody's mad about something, you know, like, like you don't want to, those people have families and they need those jobs. So if it's that kind of thing, I, I get it, but I wish that, uh, it wasn't an issue, but that's kind of a society so, issue, maybe not just a games issue at this point. So so one thing that I, I heard from another podcast um, that was really interesting, this guy was talking about how he used to work at this company, that there's actual companies out there. And it, it's funny how when I think about it after he says, it, I'm like, okay, yeah, that actually makes sense. And then it's like, wow, that's really sad that we live in a world that they do this. But anyways, he lived, he worked for a company for a while where if somebody said something, you know, a political person said something that they didn't like or didn't want, mm-hmm. they literally had like a hundred activists, quote unquote, on retainer that they would say, okay, everybody call the um, the advertisers for this specific anchor and talk about how you hate them because of something that he said kind of thing. And almost immediately advertisers started pulling just after a hundred people, random people would call, even if they really didn't care, they just were paid to complain and advertisers would pull, which would change what people started to say or see or do. And it's like, that's pretty much what could or is happening here in video games as well on, on, you know, the trolls and the non trolls is if they somewhat unite, they can make, even if it's only a hundred people, that's enough for for people to wonder, hey, if it's 100 people complaining, there's probably 10 times that who aren't actually complaining but feel the same way. Mm-hmm. And so that's when people change how things are going, even though it's not what mass people actually truly care about. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I don't know how to solve that problem right now in games apart from... Oh, I don't know, think... Yeah, it's a societal problem. When it's up to the developer and the publisher to, you know, do you want to do you want to take the risk of doing something that might be a little like edgy in this current climate? Uh, and if, yeah. if you want to support that good on you, I feel like, uh, especially with historical stuff, I don't feel like it's an issue. I feel like the people that have bowed to like, no, we should take this out because it's not appropriate. I feel like it's just a mistake. Like, and it doesn't need to be done because you see games like Wolfenstein and other historical games come out. They're fine. Like nobody, nobody has an issue with it. 
Um, yeah. and it, and I feel like it's better for it to be a, like a more authentic experience of like creating a time period and being a little more like genuine about like what, what was going on, <laughs> even if it's Wolfenstein yeah. and it's totally bonkers with like Nazi robot dogs and stuff like that. But, uh, it would be, a, <laughs> it would be a worse game if they tried to censor it. Um, so I don't know, I guess we, c- yeah, if, if I was, if I was them, my stance would be, I would. You know, like for this rape game, I would remove it, release a statement and say um, we actually had somebody play the game to make sure that it was indeed what we thought it was. It was what we thought it was. It was inappropriate and not something that we feel like um, we can stand next to as a product due to its extreme whatever. Um, we will not be discussing this this topic any further that you can refer to this uh, this press release for for any news bites or whatever you want and then just be done and don't talk about it anymore and as as soon as you stop talking about it nobody else will talk about it or if they do they'll talk about it for themselves until all of a sudden they talk they get tired and fall asleep kind of a thing so that's what i would do if i was in these kind of situations honestly i think i like how steam is handling this i think that they removed it i think they um, should continue to allow pretty much anything beyond their their platform and not allow uh for the goalposts to constantly be moving every day and then have to worry about what games they have on their platform and just allow for the general um, knowledge and experience of playing video games again and playing antique ones versus relevant ones versus whatever. I, yeah. Well, like so you said, I, I if, like they're, if they're willing to make the decisions like they did this time and pull something, if it is way over the line of like what is, should be okay at all. Um, then I think we're fine. I think then it's on them more, not in the sense of if they're going to choose this standpoint of, yeah, we're not going to curate uh, unless it's a absolutely mandatory um, is it's on them to have a better storefront and a better like system for filtering good stuff to the top, because you're going to get so much junk um, on your platform, which is, you know, it's, it's just a, it's the negative of being an open door like that. But it can't be. It can be solved at least a little bit better. But you know, that's that's their choice to make. But like you said, I think they've done a really bad job with trying to curate a little bit harder in the past. So uh, I can understand why they want to have it be an open door. Um, but hopefully their storefront just gets a little bit better, and hopefully that they can maybe at least have somebody watching the names <laughs> or something like just have a <laughs> just have a filter just have like rape a, day. Yeah, just have like some send an email like if rape is in the title to somebody before it gets published on your service uh i don't know i feel like it could be solved so maybe they'll learn a little lesson and improve a little bit off of this experience but we will see yeah so the last few things is there is a new game devil may cry is out and it seems to be actually pretty good yeah uh i don't think either of us know anything about devil may cry but i i I've played the whatever the one is on game pass i think it's maybe the last one and it, it was okay or the, whatever the ninja theory one is um and it's it's fun it's not really for me uh it's just like a style action game uh where you're kind of like doing combos but you're trying to make it look really cool to like combo up your points and they have a style meter like in the game and they have like metal music playing in the background and it's just like you're just killing demons over and over uh so it's a, a true slasher yeah it's it's kind of like if you've played bayonetta which i i have played bayonetta uh it's kind of like that but yeah i've i watched a few videos though like this week of like giant bomb playing it and then like a couple reviews and it, it seems to be really really good for if if you're into devil may cry it seems like it's a a return to form in a lot of ways that's awesome. But then the other was, big release is not yet. It's out on Friday. It's the Division Two. Um, I, I don't know if we're gonna play that either. But I, <laughs> it, it looks like um, I don't think any reviews are out yet. It's just like review and progress stuff. Uh, from what I've seen, though, people are enjoying it. it. It's it's one of those things where like if you don't like the Division, you're probably not gonna like the Division Two. Um, but other than that, it seems like they're at least. They have a lot more um, of a solid starting point, I think, than something like Anthem does, which hopefully, because it's a sequel, but 
I, it sounds like people that like the division or have a lot to get into there when it comes out on Friday. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's still a pretty good game. Um, I think it would be one that would be fun to play on a, as a chill game. It's probably one of the chillest shooters that I've ever been in because there's so much just cover fire. Um, that the it doesn't really feel like you now. Granted, I didn't play too deep into it, so it could get more intense. But it it never really felt overly intense and overly overwhelming. I, I was um, watching so it's one giant of those bomb play. Chill. Um, uh, this is a couple days ago, but they were like on the early access, or I don't know if it's press access or early access, but they were doing like yeah. four. They had a squad of four, and they were on. It, I don't know how far they were into it, but at least like far enough where it was getting pretty crazy. Uh, um, oh, that's good. Where like they kept dying and like they kept having to like go and revive each other and or retreating like to previous cover points because they would just get overwhelmed. It seemed. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so like it does seem to ramp up. It's it's weird though because it seems like it ramps up in terms of it throws more guys at you, which are kind of the same type of guys. They're just like guys in hoodies charging at you, um, or it, it'll throw like a heavy at you that has just a ton of armor. So you kind of have to be like, and he, he'll just like slowly start walking towards you, like with, with a, you know, a grenade launcher or a flamethrower or whatever. Uh, so you have to kind of like kill all the ads, but also have to like tink his armor down to try and get him down over time. So it's just a, you know, you really have to be strategic about like where you're placing all your people and know like where the enemies are coming out from it but it looks it looks interesting um okay. i don't think it's something that like we said i don't i doubt we'll play it at launch but it's i don't know i'm not saying we'll never play it it's just i the theme does not interest me as much as some of these other games but it, it looks like it has some depth to it yeah so i was just i just had a crazy idea as i was sitting here if anybody's listening and they are have a suggestion uh, we'll put a poll up on our Twitter maybe a little bit later, um, maybe tomorrow. Uh, we're going to list three games, and Brett and I will try to find time to play that game this week and talk about it. So uh, things that we've kind of talked about initially, um, Elder Scrolls, talking about picking up Elder Scrolls and playing that for a little bit, uh, Destiny 2, and what was one of the other ones? Uh, let's see. We talked about <laughs> We talked about Warframe, even though that's kind of a, a grinder. We talked about Path of Exile, which is also a grinder, and we talked about, um, what was it, Divinity, Original Sin, uh, and then the Warhammer game. Uh, what is it called? Vermintide. There, there's a bunch of options, but we should yeah. we should pick maybe one and post it on there. Yeah, we'll we'll post we'll, we'll choose three um, off air, and we'll we'll post a, a poll on Twitter tomorrow and. Um, We'll kind of see what the response is, and if we get a decent response, we'll play one of them this weekend and kind of talk about it next yeah, podcast. Yeah, that sounds fun. I, uh, we could do that. If it ends up going well, or if anybody even cares, uh, I wouldn't mind doing that more uh, just to have, like, to try some of those other games, even if it's not for that long. It'd be fun to try some of those multiplayer games uh, just in short spurts to see kind of what it's about. Yeah, I think so too. I think it'd be kind of fun. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up for this week's episode though so thanks for hanging out with us and we'll see you next time see you next week